Oh, hello. Welcome to a special edition of the Give Me My Points podcast. Today, we are joined with the most illustrious panel, um, as usual, with my co-host, Lockable. What is happening, dude? What's going on, man? All right, all right. And we have two guests. These two gentlemen I've known for over 30 years, even if it's going to give my age away some. Uh, first, we got... My in my Steve Harvey voice, my motherfucking friend, Koyo. What's up? What's man? happening, bro? Hey, but you gonna just like this podcast name? Give me my points. You gonna give me my months? October, baby. Hey, man, your ass is going the same year, man. Your ass is old, just like me. I'm just <laughs> a little bit more seasoned. <laughs> <laughs> and also. Want to give it up to my other motherfucking friend, even though both of them, I call him my friend, but both of them, my brothers, is the most illustrious bearded man, Sue Jag. What's happening, brother? What's good, fellas? Appreciate the invite, man. Oh, man, you know what it is. You know what it is. Like I say, this is going to be a special edition of the Give My Points podcast. Uh, we're going to go and talk about the NBA uh, the one that we came up with in the early 90s, all the way to the 2000s, the 2010s, and up to the current NBA and, uh, you know, how everything is going. Also, we want you to like, share, subscribe. And also, we have the P3 Picks Plays and Parlay Discord we want you to join. We still have our $25 promotion to add to your bankroll. So come join us today. Link is in the description below. So, hell, ain't nothing to it but to do it. Let's talk about this NBA. As you know, um, like I said, I gave my age away, but Koyo, Sujag, and I, we came up in the NBA of the 90s. And as we know, the 90s were dominated, and it's just called the Jordan era. Out of 10 years, they went, you know, six championships, two different three-peats, so they dominated – and some would say it was the golden era of the NBA, and mostly the the players today are reaping the benefits of that that say ten year period. We're going back into the eighties, but we'll we'll for this part we'll talk about the nineties. Um, I guess to get started, uh, let's see, eighty nine to ninety that championship year that was the Pistons. And that would be the last championship they would get for a while and be prominent. Yeah, because Zeke, uh, Mike still don't like Zeke, and Zeke still don't like Mike. And that shit ain't going to never die until them niggas is in the goddamn coffin. I mean, it may be that because he made it the statement of the day that he from Chicago, and he's like, the beast still long until, you know, I give the, I guess, an official apology or whatever. And I mean, you know, that's probably gonna be hell freezing over for Mike hey, to do that. Hey, bro, but but hey, but let, let me say something, bro. Yeah, man, Zeke and them bad boy pissing did some whole ass shit by walking off the fucking court before this clock expired, bro. Like, if that was me, and I mean, I know Jordan had an image, and he, you know, he was the face of the league. Man, I'd have knocked this shit out of Zeke, bro, for doing some shit like that. Yeah, man, Zeke should be apologizing to Mike, in my opinion. Yeah, man, and and you know that that goes back to the competitiveness of the of the the late eighties, early nineties, right? Like dudes really didn't like each other, right? Like the Pistons and the Bulls hated each other, and so um, the way that Jordan and the and the Bulls ascended obviously rubbed Lambeer and Joe Dumars and and Isaiah Thomas the wrong way, right? And they got in their feelings and made a decision that I think if you and I, I think I remember hearing something right today. Probably would have done it different because that was uh, that was a low class move, like you said, Koyo. But them dudes just and you didn't you you done it right. You didn't competed and got upset and done some stuff that you didn't want to do. But th- that beef is what fueled, I think, the the NBA to become the juggernaut it was going to do. So I think it's important that we talk about that, right? So Jordan, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Bird and Bird and Magic got along, but for the most part. Jordan was enemies with everybody in that time, right? And so, again, I think that's important that we kind of touch on that to to, to kick off this discussion about the difference between the 90s and and the the decade we're in now. Yeah, that's some good points you made there, Sue J. I totally agree with you on that. 
But uh, only thing that I would add is, yeah, on the court, Jordan had enemies, but shit, he had a couple of friends off the court. Like, you know, he was cool with uh, with uh, Ewan and Barkley and them. You know what I'm saying? But like I say, it ain't no love lost with Zeke. Zeke ain't got no love from Jordan, man. But like I say, he he, he know he was wrong for walking off the court. I mean that you could be competitive as you want to be, but at some point, bro, you got you got to you got to have some sportsmanship, bro. And that, like you say, that 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 wasn't classy, bro. No, it wasn't, and you know, because the the thing about it when um uh, when Jordan was getting his ass whooped in the uh, late eighties by the, those bad boy Pistons. Jordan took it in stride. He took it in health, and he he went to the lab. He got stronger. He got better. And you know, even because it's documented, as, as we all know, we watched the um, the documentary series d- during the pandemic, The Last Dance, that it showed Jordan would shake them guys' hands after they whipped his ass, and you know, went on to win championships. There was always that level of respect that you know you may not like these guys, like the stuff they did or whatever. But you respect them as competitors. And like like you said, when they did that whole ass move with Isaiah ducking it, like he got on uh, a trench coat trying to make a collar while he ducking <laughs> up out of there and stuff. You know what I'm saying? To, to get out of there, that, that was some that was a whole move. And you know, to this day, it's still remembered as such. And you know, it, it, it is what it is, but you know, at the same time, you can dislike some people. And if that's what it is, that's what it is. Because, you know, you don't even need to speak on it no more. Nigga, we just ain't going to be uh, two dudes that get along. And that, that's it. But you saying the beef's still on till I get an apology is kind of some sucker shit. Because it's like, bro, it's been 30 years, man. Let that shit go. Man, I'm man. If I'm Mike, I ain't apologize for shit, bro. Cause I'm the one win the lab, hit them weights, train, worked on my game even more, and beat them. Shit, and, and, and for you youngsters out there that don't know about the Jordan rules, so the Jordan rules was force Jordan to the left and foul the shit out of him when he drives to the rack. That's exactly what the Jordan rules were. It's hard foul. They didn't give a damn if uh they fouled out, and you had. The, the the main corpus was Bill and Bill and Jordan and soon to be Jordan's teammate down the line, Dennis Bryman, and uh the other guy, I can't think his name, it ain't coming to John me. John Sally was on that bad yeah, boy. Yeah, John Sally, and then it had the other black yeah. dude too that was playing with him. They were following the shit out of Mike. Man, Mike go to the rack, man. You think you think he was watching WWF back then, man. They were they were, they were whooping the <laughs> shit out of Mike when he was going to the rack. You know, but Mike Mike adjusted. He came back. Like I say, Mike put some weight on, got swole up on the boys a little bit. And Mike started, that's when Mike started hitting that mid-range on the boys. You know, so it, it, it actually helped. They thought they was doing something to stop Mike, but it actually helped him elevate his game, you know. And, you know, we would come to see in the 90s, late 90s, Mike uh, perfect that, that game. Yeah, and and, and Koya, that, that point about the physicality um, again, Bridges, something we'll, we'll touch on, right? So, um, John Morant played the Grizzlies played the Pelicans last night, right? And Jaws probably I don't know six three, maybe a buck eighty five, a buck ninety, and I think you, me and Jenner's getting that six three. He's six two, yeah, right, yeah, six two, yeah, yeah six two, yeah, six two, a buck eighty, right? Let's just call it that. And uh, is known for finishing at the rim. And if you go back 30 years, somebody that's slight is going to get knocked on his ass like every time he tries to go to the rim, right? So his game would have to migrate out to the mid-range and that float game that uh, that, that Trey has um, because he doesn't have John's athleticism. But that's like one of the, the homework points to me. Like the game is so different because of the rules and the lack of physicality down low that somebody like as slight as John Morant can be an elite finisher at the rim because of those rules. Man, I'm going to tell you somebody else. I mean, you you ain't even really got to go back that far. Uh, shoot, let's start in 96. When, uh, well, the Iverson. AI? Yeah. Shit, yeah. yeah. Iverson, they said Iverson was six foot, but, man, Iverson was really like 5'10", 5'11", bro. You know what I'm saying? 
with hops. He could dunk just like Ja could. Uh, he was dunking on people, but, you know, he had to change his game up because he kept getting hurt going to the right. But, shit, I was a had heart. You know, I see Ja got the same type of heart. Um, you know what I'm saying? He ain't got that, that killer crossover like Iverson had, but then, you know, David Stern had to hate on that, you know, and outlaw it. But, I mean, those 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 explosive athletic guards, shoot, they they are, they are marking the game. You know, that's 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 something to, to that, that stands out. You know, there ain't too many of them come out there like that. I would say Westbrook, but shit, man, I don't know what he's doing nowadays, bro. Yeah, but Westbrook and, and Iverson, I think, are a little bit – Thicker built pause than um, than Jai, right? So I think they could finish through contact better than Morant could, right? And and that's the only point. I think he would have to do what Jordan did, right? Because Jordan got to two 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 twenty two twenty five towards the end of his career. Because just like you said, he got tired of getting his ass whipped by uh, by teams wanting to play physical with him and forcing him out of the the lane where he wanted to be. And that's all I'm saying. I think. Different era, Ja would have to put on 20 pounds of muscle and be able to finish through contact more than, than he does in today's uh, NBA. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And also, listeners, um, you might not hear Lockable saying anything, but Lockable wasn't even born during the 90s. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he didn't come thanks into the world. Thank, he didn't come into the world. Away. Like, we're going to show our yeah. ages, but he didn't come into the world until 2000, right? Yeah, I'm, I, I've experienced the new age basketball from roughly, I'm going to say roughly 2005 on up is when I really started watching basketball. So I can only speak on the new age basketball. I can't speak on anything from the 90s era because all I see is highlights. So, yeah, I got the flu well, in the 90s. Well, lockable. I, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm going to throw this joke out here, but uh, you were floating around in your daddy ball sack then. You wasn't here. You <laughs> wasn't here yet. <laughs> But it's all good because we know you got some good knowledge and stuff, and you're you're a student of the game, so it's all good. You know, what I'm saying we we can get your opinion once once we get closer to like the 2000s uh, decades of, of of ball. So, uh, Mr. Angry Diamond, sir, what you what you got for us on 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 the rest of this? Yeah, I want to yeah, like I say, mention the early 90s uh, after that Pistons uh, championship, the, the last one they would get for some time. Uh, you had the first time, basically, with Jordan reaching his uh, ascending to the top when they beat the Lakers. Um, that was the, the first one of the, the 90-91 championship. Then the next one, they put on the Portland Trailblazers. Um, I think that one, that series, I don't think the Trailblazers had a, a shot in hell. Uh, against that Bulls team <laughs> because you guys have stolen two games though. They stole I mean, two games they, in the finals, though. They did, but did. Jordan was so determined, man. Um, and, and I think he he felt he felt a certain way because you know, with uh, the second pick, they picked Sam Bowie instead of Michael yeah, Jordan. They had Clyde already. Yep, 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 yep. Fucking, yeah, because the fucking Portland Trailblazers were some fucking clowns when they was picking their draft picks. They ain't matter of fact. Them motherfuckers ain't get shit right until they drafted uh goddamn Damian Lillard. All these other motherfuckers they drafted was bust. Even fucking Greg Oden. Greg, and as much as I, I like ain't Greg gonna Oden, say that, brother. Uh, in, injuries. I think injuries derailed. Oh, he was you know be what? Good, I take, man. I take yeah. that back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I take that back. Injuries got him, and also I forgot about my boy. How could I forget? He's a great high school coach at the school he's coaching at Brandon Roy. Right. When Brandon right. Roy was healthy. He would light motherfuckers up out there. It wasn't shit you could do. To stop Brandon Same Roy. thing. Injuries got him because I think Brandon yep. Roy was elite. Yeah, he 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 had knee injuries, deteriorating knees. That it was just it was it, it was just genetics. It wasn't him playing ball that did. It was just genetics. It was you know bad genes, I guess. You know what I'm saying? But uh, that's one of the yeah. first basketball players I knew to come out of Washington and be good. We were like, who is this dude from the Pacific Northwest, dog? Man, don't look now. Come on now, don't forget about Nate the Great. Now, Nate Robinson came out of Washington too. Now, that yeah. was that was after Brandon Roy, though, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was after. It was after Brandon. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, man. Like like y'all said about the the uh the, the Trailblazers trail and the Bulls in the finals, man. And shit, that's when Jordan was doing that shrugging. Jordan was like, I don't know, Jordan, man. Man, Clyde and them had Jordan shooting threes on them bars, man. And Jordan was more of a yeah, big brain post up 
slasher type guy in the early 90s. You know what I'm saying? So, man, they had Jordan out there shooting threes on them boys, and, and they couldn't do shit about it. And Jordan shrugging to the cameraman. I don't know. They're like, man, he hitting all these threes. You know, but that's just going to show you how Jordan would adapt to the game. It's like, hey, man, look, like he said in the last dance, y'all ain't never won nothing. Y'all don't know how to win, so I'm going to show y'all. You know what I'm saying? You can't tell me how to win if you ain't never won. I'm not going to follow a loser. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, and, and for me, like, the one before that, like, uh, like, like, angry hit on, right, when they beat the Lakers, that was – kind of the end of that 80s dynasty for the Lakers, right? right? Like that was – and I know it was just magic left on that team. Kareem was, was gone um, at that right. point. But Jordan uh, beating the Pistons on the way to get to the finals and then beating that Laker team that was dominant in the 80s, I think meant something. And then next year, the, the 92 finals that they won against Portland. Portland was a not a – an up and coming team, but I think Portland had structure to where they could have had sustained 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 success if they would have won that ring because Clyde was there, Duckworth was there, Terry Porter was still there, Jerome Kersey was still there. So like they had a, a core of Cliff. players. What'd you say? Cliff. Oh, man, I didn't. I, I forgot, man. RIP, yeah. bro. No, but, but Cliff Robinson dog. was a bucket, though. Yeah, he was a dog. Yeah. Cliff Robinson yeah. was a bucket. Yeah. And, that, and that's my point. Like that Portland team, and I know you said that you didn't think they had a chance, but they, we didn't think they had a chance because they was going up against George Bulls. Like anybody else, we thought we would have gave Portland a fighting chance. But against Jordan and Pippen, in the finals after they had just beat the Lakers, they're like, yeah, them dudes don't have a shot. But well, Portland, that, that, that was that was their feeling that they gave us, though. That, that Those Bulls right. teams of the 90s, I mean, I, like I say, we can kind of go back and, you know, we look at it through a rose-colored lens where we like, man, I don't remember them ever losing. I remember Jordan on the court. They always had a chance. But, I mean, you know, they did lose games and stuff, but, you know, as, as time goes on, we, we have that memory to where it's like, oh, man, these are the best motherfuckers ever. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then and right. then and then the year after that, the fucking MVP of the fucking league, Charles motherfucker. Charles Barkley. Barkley. Yeah. Hey, when Barkley went to the goddamn sun, Barkley was dogging everybody, bro. And then here's a tip, here's a fun fact to you youngsters that's around Lockable's age and younger. Charles Barkley wasn't nothing but six four playing power forward. And in reality, Speak on Charles, it. Charles Barkley should have been a goddamn two guard. Two guard, you know yeah. <laughs> And he was they they try to list him as like six seven or six eight and I'm like where bro we know he ain't no six seven stop that yeah uh, and, 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 and to y'all youngsters y'all probably laugh at Charles Barkley on inside the NBA be like man this man big he doing weight watches and Taco Bell commercials and all that shit but Charles Barkley when he was back in shape back in the day he was a dog Charles Barkley was six four with hops and strong and could shoot and shoot. and had handle. Yeah, and he can handle the rock. And he, and he, people, he was giving people hell. And he can out rebound your ass. They ain't calling the mound of rebound for nothing, bro. The rock mound of rebound. Yep. And here's another fun fact for you guys. Charles Barkley got drafted by the Philadelphia 76ers. So he was there when Dr. J was in his last days over there playing. But and when Moses Malone was was there before they traded him. Mm-hmm. But uh Charles Barkley. Maurice Cheeks. Yeah, Mo Cheeks, yep. Charles Barkley was so petty, he had gained some like about thirty some pounds on draft day, and so he went when he went to training camp of the season. He was heavy, but Barkley still was dogging niggas, dunking on him, and all that shit. So Barkley was a dog. The only thing Barkley didn't accomplish in his career was win a title, and the only reason he didn't win a title was because of the man we was just talking about, MJ. That's the reason a lot of those greats ain't win no ring. But I wouldn't take nothing from Charles Barkley because. Charles Barkley was a dog. You know you got to be a dog if you win the MVP over Jordan in the league. You know what I'm saying? That shows you how great he was. You know? uh, I'm going to have to push back on that. I think that was more politics than anything because really and truly, every year Jordan played in those 90s for the Bulls, he should have won the MVP, but that didn't make a, a great story. I, I think they did it because they wanted to acknowledge Chuck. 
and, and what he did because he had a hell of a season. And like I said, he took the Phoenix Suns to the finals. It just so happened that he ran against Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Those Bulls with Scottie who, Pippen who, also, running right beside him. Who's also one of Charles Barkley's closest friends. Like, they love one another outside of the court. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. Who? Mike and, who? And, Mike and, and Jordan. And, and Jordan. Nah, yeah. bro. Jordan don't fuck with Chuck no more. He spoke ill. He spoke ill against um, who Mike had as the GM for the Hornets. And ever since then, they ain't been speaking. But he, he excommunicated. Then, but back then, yeah. bro, I'm talking about before. Well, I mean, back then. Okay, okay. I got you back then. But I want to say this. Um, I, I like I said, I think Lockable could speak on this as well. If Charles Barkley would have had the technological advancements of social media and, and digital content creation, Charles Barkley would have made a killing and would have a different status if he had the tools of today's players back in the nineties. Cause he he had personality, and as we see, he's still able to um live off that by still being on TNT to this day. But if he had the conventions of social media where you had the globalization of the game, where, you know, people nowadays go take trips to China in the off season to make their money and expand their game and their brand, Charles Barkley would have made a killing. I mean, he kind of did, bro. He had Nike. He was signing Nike. Shit, goddamn Nike had commercials with the man in the commercial saying I'm not a role model. Man, you and know he man. wouldn't make it that much. Man, look. It's I'm all about like, jump man, jump man, jump man. These boys always up to something. Hey, look. I feel you, but shit. Barkley still, I mean, he was still getting broke off by Nike, man. I mean, he wasn't no low-level player. But, I mean, that was the, you know, that was the greatness of the 90s. You know, I remember, you remember the commercials too. Shit, he was like, I'm not a role model. Don't follow me. You know, Nike shit, Nike was like, shit, it's great marketing. Like, motherfucker talk crazy in interviews and shit like that. Talk shit to the referees. You know what I'm saying? Hey, let's go for it. You know? It, it was it was, it was was news you could use at the time. You know? Let's not forget, Barkley also probably would have been suspended for two seasons because he was throwing people through windows in the mid-90s. Yeah, that too. That too. <laughs> so it, it, it would have worked the other way too. <laughs> I never knew that ever. Oh man, see you 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 came up, you came out, you came out the, at the wrong. Yeah, time. that was that was probably at least four years before you give or take. Um, but yeah, he got into a fight, man, through a dude through a window. So in today's like Adam <laughs> Silver, Adam Silver had to suspend that man for two seasons. Because I'm gonna tell you. Like 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 my friend Angry Dama said, I'ma tell you his favorite little uh phrase. David Stern was stressed the fuck out in the late nineties, early two thousands. He was stressed out. Pressed. He was stressed the fuck out. And I don't know and it's a lot we could speak on for the two thousands. I I think we still lingering in the nineties or whatever. Or what you say? What say you, uh, Angry Diamonds? Yeah, we're still in the nineties. Um, because <laughs> like I say, I want to speak on like the the, the first three Pete with the uh, the Bulls. We still you know want to talk about that. And like I say, um, that that last one where he he got against Barkley and uh, you know guys like uh, Kevin Johnson and Dan Marley. Uh, I think Rex Chapman was on that team as well. Yeah, yeah, they had Thunder. Thunder no, no Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge yeah, was the, yeah, the other Rick, shooter on that team. Danny, yeah. oh, you Danny got Ainge. Right. Yeah. yeah. Ray Chapman didn't come till a little bit later, a couple of yeah, years. Yeah, he went to Kentucky, so that was, yeah, it might have been the late 90s when, when Chapman got into Yeah, the when Chapman was there. But they had uh, Dan Marley, Thunder Dan Marley, and Danny Ainge was over there shooting, shooting, and shooting. But, uh, yeah, that first three-peat, but – Jordan, he, and here's another fun fact for you, for you uh, youngsters that's around Lockable's age and younger. Jordan, Michael Jordan's older brother, everybody need to thank Larry Jordan. Like, everybody need to thank him. He's the reason MJ is who he is because Larry he whipped his MJ, ass. MJ would tell you, and he said it in interviews with, uh, you know, on Inside Stuff, you know what I'm saying, with Isaiah Rashard. He said it even before that. 
the reason I'm so good is because of my older brother. I can never beat him. He was just always naturally better than me in all sports, baseball, all that shit. And they even had this commercial where they had Larry and Michael's mom in the commercial, and they put a wig on Larry's head, and he the one dunking the ball, pretending to be their mom. And Larry was smaller than Mike. Mike six six. Larry was number what five ten, six foot. And Larry had hops just like I don't Mike. think he. I, I don't think he was six foot. Um, but he he had. I think his vertical was uh, more than Mike's. Yeah. And Larry didn't even want – and the crazy part, Larry didn't even want to play. Uh, he just – Larry was like one of them dudes in the hood that's good at sports but just didn't want to do nothing with it. But he just want to let you know, hey, you can't beat me. That That's who Larry Jordan was, you know. And and the Bulls, they signed Larry to like an uh, – I think it was like a consulting it, – it was something to where they signed him on to the team. Like he wasn't playing, but he was around. But, yeah, Larry was a dog. So y'all can thank Larry for whoop, being the older brother, whooping Mike ass. So any of you youngsters out there that got older brothers that be whooping y'all ass and stuff, and you become great, just remember who you need to thank. Because without them antagonizing you, you wouldn't be great. Also in the middle of that, that first three-peat, between June of 92 and October of 92, something pretty important happened. Ain't- the 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 Barcelona Olympic Games happened, and uh, the the quote unquote greatest basketball team ever assembled had a major impact on the game of basketball today too, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then y'all seen that shit on, and then I know y'all watched the last dance, and then you know the coach coach let uh let them college boys get out there and whoop them boys, and them boys felt some type of way. So, shit, they were like, man, we ain't losing ever again. So, you know, uh, they went out there and they whipped everybody's ass. Like, nobody was beating the Dream Team, man. Like, it, like it, it, was a, it was a cheat code, man. You got Jordan and all. Like, you got Jordan leading the way and Magic and, and Larry Bird and, and, you know, Ewing and all them, man. Clyde the Glide. Scott, like Scottie yeah. Pippen. Uh, Chris Mullen was on that team, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, what, what you? Yeah, do? And unfortunately, unfortunately, they had Christian Layton on there, which he should. Christian Layton, I knew that's, I knew that's um, going to wind up. But like, like <laughs> I say, I, I, I don't want that to be, you know, forgotten either when we're having this discussion. I know it's a lot of Jordan talk, but Pippen was right there. Um, because yep. as as we know, in the eighties, Jordan was trying to get it done by himself. He was trying, trying real hard. But it wasn't until Scottie Pippen got there that they, they finally clicked and were able to get over that hill and win those first three championships. But like I say, going back to the dream team, as you stated, uh, Sujad, arguably the best team, the, the, the greatest team ever created, like the damn Avengers on steroids. I mean, you, they would go in there, beat these other teams' asses, and the other teams would be shaking their hands that want to get autographs and pictures after they didn't got whooped. Like a hundred and twenty to to fourteen or something. <laughs> yeah, right. like it it was it was it was it was it, you know you had Magic Johnson and then, then that's the thing too. You, they were whooping them boys so bad. Magic Johnson's out there, you know, and, and I ain't gonna I ain't gonna shade Magic, but you know Magic was out there with the Magic and just laughing, smiling like like Magic, like man, we y'all ain't whooping us. We can't. Hey, we can't beat us. We got Jordan out here. Shit, we got Larry out here. We got Clyde out here. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it was just, it, it was unfair, man. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, nobody, nobody will ever argue the '92. You know the uh, yeah '92 uh, Dream Team. They'll never argue that. I never argue them. Well, you know, that was a discussion, though, right? The Redeem Team versus the Dream Team that had Bron, Kobe. Um, Melo, I think D Wade and Dwight were the starting five versus the Dream Team. Man, they had the Dream Team had Jordan. If you got Jordan on your team, you ain't losing because Jordan don't like losing, bro. That I, I mean, shit, it is what it is, man. As much as I like Kobe and Braun and them, it's like, man, if you match them boys up, Jordan and them was gonna win easily. It wasn't gonna be no. It it'd probably been a good game, but they they was gonna. They was gonna top them boys. I'm interested in, in Lockable's perspective here because he 
the new age, right? I, I, because I, I adventured to guess he was going to pick the redeem team, but I'm interested in what you think here. Well, I had I wasn't alive, of course, to witness the dream team, but I was alive to witness the starting five that you just mentioned with Braun and them. Honestly, personally, like Koyo said, it is going to be a great game, but. I honestly believe the new age will win just based off of athleticism. And don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking any of the uh, Dream Team's players and Michael Jordan, but I just feel like the athleticism of the players that were on the Redeem team can uh, find a way to win that game. Because, I mean, you got Braun, who's athletic, who's going to drive to the paint. So, I mean, I don't. I can't think of who would guard LeBron, man. You're going to put, you know, Jordan is a what, two guard? Man, so he would look, be let, let me help you out, Lockable. Okay, so, all right. So, here's how it would go. Jordan going to hold Kobe because Kobe mirrored his game after Jordan. So, that's that. Scottie Pippen is going to hold uh, LeBron. And Scottie Pippen was a hell of a defensive player. You know what I'm saying? Is. Oh uh, shit! Oh, I forgot Barkley was on that team too. So, I mean, that's probably uh, who I put on Braun to be to be realistic. Yeah, well, yeah, you can rotate. You can rotate him and Pippen out on Braun. Uh, with D Wade, you got Clyde the Glide. He was a pretty good defensive player. You know what I'm saying? Then it's like you had Chris Bosh and and the White, but you got Larry Bird, who just as big as them shooting threes. So you got to come out there. You know what I'm saying? You got uh. They got Ewan down there. Ewan could handle uh, Dwight. I probably put David Robinson on Dwight Howard. Yeah, well, yeah, even they shit the fucking Admiral was just as swollen as fucking. Yeah, you're right. So I mean, and just as athletic. <laughs> yeah, it would be it would be a good it would be a uh it'd be a good matchup, bro. Like I I I just don't see them boys beating Jordan and them man because Jordan and them had a different type of dog in them man like they. They was hell bent on. Oh, and then I forgot the goddamn mailman was out there. Carl Malone, what the fuck you gonna do with him? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, 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 it ain't to me. It's no comparison. You know what I'm saying? Like, now I got a bunch of old heads in their fifties and sixties that'll be like, no, 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 Jordan, them gonna win because see, we playing back to the basket. We were out here shooting all them threes and stuff, but you know. You know how that's go. the thing, but that's the thing though. Even even as new age is kind of uh, hell been on the three point line. It's like, I, I mean, I got Kobe. Kobe gonna get his on mid range and three pointer whenever he uh needs it. But LeBron, come on, man. LeBron coming down here on the court, man, at full speed. Ain't no, I mean, yeah, they're gonna contest it because I mean, it, it was a physical league back in the nineties. I've heard, but. Come on, man. LeBron gonna get his out of there. Now, as far as the center, I think I think the centers might be the major problem, like the major hole in the in the team. Man, let me tell you something. LeBron is physically gifted to where he would get his, but he'd be doing a lot of crime, a lot more crime. Cause they'd give his ass some hard ass fouls. You know what I'm saying? Like they they was physical back then. It's just the game. The game's gonna always progress as as time goes by, and you know a lot of people, you know the old heads, they kind of stuck in their ways, you know. But like with y'all generation and the newer generation behind y'all coming up, you know, the game has evolved. I mean, shit, you got kids in middle school doing windmills through the legs, three sixes and stuff because technology is better in the training, and you know it's a lot better. So yeah, a lot of things are better. I mean, the only thing about the nineties is that. Their their gifts they had to work hard for, and kind of nowadays is like a whole different ball game. Like you could be trash at basketball, but there's so many resources and tools that we have nowadays. It's like if you really wanted to, you could train for it and be okay at basketball. Oh, oh, like oh no, said, don't don't get it twisted, lockable. See, social media exposes people that like it still had athletic people back then you just had it was, saying word, it, didn't. it was it was word of mouth like it was yeah. word of mouth. like i know you probably don't know who earl the goat man of goat is but uh he was like a, a street ball legend and i'm not gonna like drift off into that but he was a guy that was in from new york that was a street ball legend 
and he was a small guy, like maybe like Iverson, John Morant size that Ed the legend was, he could take chains off the top of the backboard and, you know, put some more chains up there, take a dollar and put chains. So they had people back in the day that was very athletic because, you know, some people just born naturally athletic, other people have to work right. for them. But uh, I feel like, I feel like, you know, back to the topic, it, it would be a good matchup with the you know the dream team and then the you know LeBron and Kobe and them versus them, but I I still say Jordan will win just because of the skill set. Because I mean you can be athletic and not necessarily win. You still have to have mm-hmm. a certain amount of skill to go along with the athleticism, you know. And I think Jordan, Jordan and Kobe, you know, or even Iverson. You know, they they displayed that, you know, they had enough athleticism and skill to go out there and just because some people just natural athletes go out there and just perform and bust ass. You know what I'm saying? Right. And the other thing I think that separates the the dream team from the redeem team is the depth. Right. Because no disrespect to Tayshaun Prince or like Carlos Boozer or Michael Red or or, or Deron Williams, but them dudes not. Hall of Famers, like that entire roster was Hall of Famers, right? So you get past that first five of the Redeem team. If I bring in Drexler and Carl Malone and, and David Robinson, them dudes putting up 40 to 10 runs against that second unit of the, the Redeem team. Right, right. So it's it's like – so the Redeem team was pretty much – you know, that, that team was pretty much – we're going to put a couple of stars and we're going to put role players around. Top heavy. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's what well, they needed. The goddamn dream team was like, hey, bro, we got the best of the best out here. You ain't beating us. Just bring me 15, right, bring us 15 superstars and we're going to make it work. Yep. Well, that's the thing. I, I got uh, some data when I compiled and stuff last night to where, pardon me, um, with, with the three point, the proliferation of the three point shot from where it was in the 90s to where it is currently, even though for the 20s it's a small sample size with just, a, you know, a few years, it's incrementally would change the league to what it is now. Uh, because in the 90s, the average three-pointers made per game was four. Average three-pointers attempt was 11.4. So with that, like I say, another – uh, one of the, I, I guess, I ain't gonna say unsung, but a guy that I don't think well block, lockable because he can talk about it. I don't think he probably holds in high regard is Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller held the uh, three point uh, record until recently when Steph Curry broke it uh, last year, but he wasn't allowed to shoot that many threes, so he had to be very efficient in his three point shooting. Because, I mean, with with the teams averaging three, I mean, uh, four three pointers made. I mean, Steph Curry, it, it, it's average for him to shoot nine a night or whatever. You know, yeah, more that was almost that. what teams what teams were doing. You know, for for the for the whole league and stuff. And, and with that, that three point per, uh, percentage, because uh, in the nineties it was thirty four point seven, uh, the two thousands. And the 2010s, it was 35.6. And currently, uh, with a small sample size, it's 35.9. So the percentage hasn't really changed. It's just the amount of the attempts and made is what uh, changed. And basically, that's the only thing that changed this game. Uh, Because rebounds per game have kind of stayed pretty consistent. Assists per game have stayed consistent. Steals per game almost identical identical for the past 22 years at 7.6. So, you know, it, it's a it, – as much as it's a different game, it's the same game uh, fundamentally-wise. It's just less physicality um, because back – like I said, going back to the 90s, we um, – that that going back to that generation to where the offense was ran through the big man. Jordan was the first kind of anomaly to where we're going to run the offense – the two guard and not the center and you know in the post and whatnot and that that showed to where when jordan 
stunned everybody and just retired uh, after that 93 season beating the Suns, you had the back-to-back years of uh, Clutch City with the Houston Rockets. That first year they played uh, the New York Knicks where they was hyping that up, where everybody thought Patrick Ewing, they was going to finally get over the hump. They didn't have Jordan to, to contend with it anymore. And they ran into uh, Hakeem the Dream, where his post-game work is still some of the prettiest uh, shit you're going to ever see to this day. Shout out to Deontay uh, Wilder. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that boy is shaking out your shoes and hit that layup and keep it moving. Yeah, yeah. That's um, yeah. Down in the post, I, I don't know if there's a better uh, big man down that post. The only one I think you may be able to uh, compare him with is Tim Duncan. But him and Akeem just, I mean, they are artists down in the post. Yeah, to to that point, right? And you you hit on uh, something about the offense that the Bulls ran, right? Uh, Tex Winter and that triangle, and, and Phil Jackson bringing that to the to the league and, and revolutionizing, like you said, how the game was played was big time in, in the 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 nineties. And um, the Dream's footwork is so legendary, right? Like Braun and and Cole sought out. Dream to go learn his footwork in the post because of how legendary it was, right? To have Elijah Wan had guard skills at seven feet tall, like a legit seven feet. He had the inside out dribble, he had the the handle, he had the shot. Like Dream in 2022 would be 35, 15, and 8, dude. Like he would destroy the league right now. Yep. Yeah. But the Dream got his coordination and all that shit from playing soccer growing up in Africa. Too. Yep, yep. And here's a here's another here's another fun tidbit for you uh, younger viewers. That's along with Lockable. Uh, the, the Dream, uh, Hakeem the Dream, was part of Five Slammer Jam. You know, at the University of Houston with, with Ralph Sampson and, 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 and Clyde DeGlide. And Clyde Drexler, yeah. You know, so they, them, boys, them boys are some dogs, you know what I'm saying? But uh, he prided himself in foot, in, on his footwork. But like I said, he played soccer growing up, so the footwork was always there. The coordination was always there. Um, shit, when they went to the finals and played Shaq and them that following year in the finals, he destroyed Shaq. Because of the footwork, you know, and she, Shaq she, was getting by with just athleticism at that yeah. point. He hadn't refined his game. Yeah, yeah. He 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 hadn't. You That's know, why they ass got swept. Yeah, they, <laughs> right. Well, it wasn't all Shaq fault. You know, I'm gonna place a lot of that, a lot of that blame on Nick Anderson. But hey, we you know, hey, we you know, Penny Hardaway. You know, I I, I ain't gonna go there with that, but. You know, 3D Dennis Scott and Horace yeah, Grant, Bulls legend, was on that team too. You can't be out here shooting threes and then choking on free throws, bro. That shit just don't match up, you know. But uh, man, you know they did a they did a bio like that was psychologically that was in his head for a long time. Like he he didn't get over that. I bet he didn't. See, you shooting all these goddamn threes. That's like Steph Curry hitting all these threes and go to the fucking line and can't hit a goddamn free throw, bro. That shit just don't make sense. You know, they out there acting like Markel Fultz was when he was with the Magic. You know what I'm saying? Oh. So, you know, or, or it took like him a long to shake that shit up. Yeah, man. Sports, sports psychology matters. Oh, you say employee 23? You want to say no, his name? Well, you talking about clothes? <laughs> I, I wasn't yeah. talking about. I am, I was gonna talk about employee number, uh, former employee number twenty five for uh for the seventy sixes. Same thing, right? He, oh. he passed up that layup in the playoffs. He never had a fucking shot though. He still don't have a jump shot, and that's in his fucking head. It's like, bro, you six nine, you can't drive and dunk on motherfuckers forever. Look at LeBron. LeBron shoot fadeaways, take you in the post, do layups. Like, man, get out there and shoot the goddamn ball. They paying you all this money. Shoot the motherfucker. You know, like my thing. Not- my thing is, bro. What you what you working on in the off season if you ain't working on your jump shot, bro? Like getting like 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 uh, Angry said earlier, bro. Get in the lab and, and put the work in for your game. Man, some dudes, some dudes just won't. They they you know some some of these guys in the league they just 
good enough to be there and they focus on the fame and the money. I mean, so, uh, you know, I, I don't want to get too much off topic unless we go on into the 2000s. But, uh, I mean, you know, one of one of the people that I feel like they overlooked that worked on his game and even on his podcast now, he tell you how he break down the game is the hibachi, a.k.a. Agent Zero, a.k.a. Gilbert Arena. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit, if, if, if employee number 25 took – a portion of his mindset out there, he would be ten times better than what he is right now. So, yeah, but you gotta have that shit in you, bro. You can't. Yep. You can't. And you, 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 it gotta be born in you, bro. And Ben Simmons ain't got it. I think that's evidently clear. When um, early this season, he was right under the basket for a layup, and you could audibly hear Kyrie say, "Shoot that motherfucker." And he yeah. proceeded to pass. <laughs> so, sure I mean, he just ain't got it in him. But uh, it's funny, Koyo, uh, yeah, Koyo, that you brought up uh, Five <laughs> Slammer Jammer with the uh, U of H Cougars. Uh, the Hall of Fame GOAT gambler uh, of all time, <laughs> Mattress Mac, just put $1 million on U of H to uh, win the national title at plus 900. She and he also he put 500K on the Cougars to win at plus 1,000. Oh, potentially, no, did, he, did he really do this? Yes, potentially he can win 14 million after Jeez. just coming off the Houston Astros with that monumental record setting uh, legal gamble where he won 75 million. 75. Astros. They're not letting 75, him get that. Bro. They're not letting He's him coming get that back. Hey, oh, bro. they'll be happy to take that money. They want some of that money back. Hey, bro. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> right. that, like, matches, match, matches, match. Hey, you could give us some of that money. We'll do good by it. Right. Give Donate. Us some of that money. You, better, you better go get some furniture, a furniture set. No, no, no. He better give us some money. <laughs> what he better do. Give us some money, matches, Mac. See, we'll talk good about you. We ain't saying nothing bad about you. Shit, I got my Astro hat on. I'm a I'm an Astros fan because that's the closest hey, goddamn hey. baseball team to where I'm Hey, from. you saw how you got bucked with them boys in Philly was talking that that sweet shit. Yeah, Mattress Max fans. say Mattress Max say I done been to the bloody nickel. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> but Philly fans I done been to the third water, Houston. Philly right. fans are trash. They boo their own teams when they're not doing good. So they trash. And yeah, I see it. And if you're from Philly and you listen to this shit and you wanna fight. Come down to Louisiana, I seen the address because you ain't gonna whoop me and you ain't gonna, you know, nah. So yeah, I said it. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? Uh, They're gonna put a cheese steak with cheese whiz in your tailpipe. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we'll do all that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. So uh, from Delisandros. I uh, so are we still we still on the 90s or have we transitioned over to well, the 2000s? Um, yeah, that, we still that's in the second, 90s. That's second three okay. P. Yeah, that's second three P for 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 the Bulls, right? I think can close out the decade and kind of close out the overarching point that so Bulls finished off uh, older Laker team. Jordan stopped Drexler from getting the ring. He stopped Barkley from getting the ring in his the third championship. Jordan retires, like uh, like Angry said. Rockets win back to back. Then they come. Jordan comes back. Um, for the 96 finals, and um, I think they played the Sonics that year, right? That's the year Gary Payton and Sean. Yeah, Kim they played the Sonics and they played Jazz next to. Then they played yeah. the Jazz back to back, yeah. So Sean Kemp and Gary Payton never got a ring. Gary Payton, for you young fans, wound up on the Lakers team with Carl Malone and, uh, and Kobe and Shaq, and they wound up losing in a gentleman sweep to the. Pistons later on. That's well, not the point here. You know, then, I'm about to say, you know where he did get his ring. Oh no, he got in his Miami. Ring. Oh no, we we, yes. we ain't, hold on. We're not yeah. gonna skip that gentleman sweep shit. They had the ass whooped by the Pistons. <laughs> they had. They had we gonna we gonna get that. That's in, that's in a two. That's that's a different decade. We are gonna get to and, and better talk about what happened with uh with that no superstar team against that loaded Hall of Fame team. Okay, all right, all right. I was I was just checking. Yeah, I got a lot to say about this shit. But yeah, you, you right. Yeah, yeah, so then Jordan stopped John Stockton and Carl Malone from getting the ring when they went uh back to back, the Jazz did, to finish out Jordan's second three P, right? And that for most people cemented the Bulls run as the team of the decade to 
to anger downs is point to start the um to start the conversation and i think catapulted what would come right after that in the early 2000s hey but you know what you know what suzanne you are correct you are a thousand percent correct but i want to add something to what you said oh uh, yeah so yeah he that 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 second three p yeah they whoop garrett gp are you with me and and the rain, man. You know they whooped them boys. That's fine. And then and then thank thank you, sir. This is yeah. This is the name of the. Literally, podcast. give me my points, and you just did that. I, I just, see what yeah. you did there. Yes, thank you, thank you, fellas. And 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 also, I like to add. So uh, so the uh, yeah, that was uh the ninety five, ninety six, and then ninety six, ninety seven. They whooped the uh. The, the jazz the, for the first. The jazz, time. and then ninety seven, ninety eight. They whooped the jazz, but you know what was so funny. Goddamn, Michael Jordan then was stressing Carl Malone out so bad that motherfucker was making Rogaine hair commercials and he still went bald. What the fuck, man? <laughs> he was trying to hold on to that goddamn curl and that shit still ain't work. So that just tell you, y'all. Nope. Look, let me tell you something. My shit fading away. I ain't never used no Rogaine. I'm probably going to shave this shit off, but that shit don't work for everybody. It ain't work for Carl. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, Mike. That's how bad Mike was whooping them boys and stressing them out. The man had a whole commercial with a head full of hair the first year they played him, and then the next year in the finals he was bald. So you you know you tell me. But uh, Car Carl Malone stole the MVP from Jordan too, and I think in that second uh, the second year they went to the finals, he stole that MVP from Jordan, and Jordan just won Finals MVP again. Right, absolutely, he did. That's correct too. That's also correct. And uh, and also, uh, I, I I didn't feel. And to be honest with you, the Jazz were a good team, but I just I like they they played basic ass fucking basketball, pick and roll, Stockton to Malone, Stockton to Malone, Stockton to Malone, Stockton to Malone. You know they had. They couldn't uh, stop it though. Yeah, they couldn't. They had Brian Russell. Uh, Man, they had goddamn Greg Ostertag out there. Greg Ostertag. They had Ostertag out there, man. They had uh, the man that was impersonating the police, old and fucking Polynesian. They had him out there. With a name like that, you know this nigga ugly and he was old as fuck back then. Old and goddamn Polynesian. You know what I'm saying? Damn. Like, another, another, another piece of history. I think old and Polynesian was the player. The Seattle Supersonics got in the Scottie Pippen trade, sending Pippen to the Bulls. We can fact check that later, but I think that's the connection between Olden Polynesian and the Bulls again. Yeah. No, no, you're Didn't right. Olden Polynesian used to wear those uh, goggles, those safety goggles and shit. <laughs> Bro, you sometimes. Have to call them safety goggles, but sometimes yes. Sometimes he would. They look like say, come on, man! Look, look, look! The, the professions we in, they look like safety goggles. Bang. Man, yeah, who was the ugly play. motherfucker that played for the Cavs back in the night? Was it Eric Eric Hill? Man, Tyrone. that motherfucker was Tyrone. Tyrone Hill. Of course, that motherfucker oh, named Tyrone. That why? motherfucker boy. Because he was man, ugly. that motherfucker. That motherfucker, bro. He was ugly, but that motherfucker who? He can hoop. The motherfucker looked like, hey, that nigga was like a six foot ten version of the Crip Keeper off Tales from the Crip. Mm-hmm. line. <laughs> now, okay, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's fucked up, but I mean, hey, bro, facts <laughs> and facts, bro. He, yeah. he should be lucky that, hey, man, you get, you just got shot out, Tyrone Hill. Yeah, man. baby, baby. Yeah, Big baby, yeah. I hope everything's still good with you. You still an NBA player. You still made it. Yep. You ain't do shit when you was with Philly with Iverson was there, but we ain't in the two thousands yet. I'm gonna light y'all Negroes up when we get to the two thousands. Now that's, um, that's lockable generation. He about to talk about his boy Kobe won four. And yeah, as we, Kobe we did get four. As we get close, you know, closing out the 90s, that's where, you know, you have the ascension of the Lakers. Uh, you have the Spurs, you know, when they're coming out there. But before we, we you know, completely leave the 90s, I want to get to a couple of things that uh, the NBA made a, an impact, I would say, on our childhood beyond just, you know, on the TV. Hey, not to cut in another way. Hey, we got five, man. What y'all talking about? 
But he only got four in the 2000s. He got yeah, the, the, the say last four in one the in the 10s. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, y'all right. Yeah, all right. Call your fact-checking us live okay. on the pie. Well, come on, bro. <laughs> right. Okay. But like I say, in the 90s, these were, you know, the games that shaped our childhood. That goddamn NBA jam. You know, when you first played that, you had to go to the arcade he, to get He's that. on fire. I mean, still to this day. Boom, shaka I mean, <laughs> You know, and before Water they had, again. yeah, before they had the 2Ks of the world and stuff, it was a little game called Bull versus Blazers. Uh, before that was Bull versus Lakers. Lakers they didn't, yes. you didn't get to play with all the other teams. You had to play against whoever was in the finals. That's going to show you how far we've come. That's just in the early 90s. But oh, to me, man. the game that changed it to where it was like, yo, this is the real deal. It's not arcade style. Was motherfucking NBA Live 95. Yep. Man. Hey, but, but uh, before, you get, before you hop on that angry, you forgot about motherfucking double dribble. Shit, family guy. Double dribble. Made a joke out of that shit. Go in the corner, the top right corner and shoot that three, you ain't gonna never fucking miss. Three. three. Well, I mean, that's that's the 80s. You know what I'm saying? Man, I'm, I'm, I'm going off the it 90s. Bled over. It bled over into the 90s, but I, I feel you with that. Because, <laughs> you know, like I said, in NBA Live 95, I know when you had, if you had motherfucking Latrell Sprewell, you had a cheat code on that damn game. That nigga was and, unstoppable. And, and here's the thing, y'all probably ain't no younger generation. Y'all wouldn't fucking know y'all wasn't born yet. The fucking uh, on Live 96, when Live 96 came out, you put Michael Jordan's name in, you, he pop up. You put him, because he, he was player 99 on the fucking Bulls. You type his name in on the creative player screen on the roster sheet, he'd pop up on there. You know what I'm saying? Because Mike was tripping back in the night, the uh, mid to late 90s with his likeness and shit with the video game companies. He didn't want his shit out there. So they had to pay for that product, Yeah, with codes and shit. But I don't like how live changed the announcer voice because on Live 95, the nigga was like three. It was like a nigga. You know what I'm saying? Three. Live 96, nigga was like three. He sounded kind of, kind of, you know, soft, man. Like, what's, what's going on, man? You know what I'm saying? But then we had slow motion dunks. Nigga, you could turn that shit on the options, come from the line, nigga doing a 360 slow mo, boom. And then when the nigga would dunk, that's what I love about live, bro. Man, nigga come down there and dunk the ball. Then nigga will put his arms up to celebrate and run down court with his arms up to get back on D. I'm like, <laughs> bro, how, dis- how much more disrespectful can you be, John? Them was the days, man. Yeah, them was the days. Uh, before before two cages came and dominated, it used to be about the NBA live in the nineties. But let's let's um you know let let's get into them two thousand. Like I say, um, the Spurs closed out the decade winning. I think that was a shortened uh what lockout season. Uh, they mm-hmm. beat the Knicks and uh, Patrick Ewing never never got his ring and, and whatnot. But um, starting out the two thousands. It was basically a return to dominance for the Lake Show. Right. Uh, young Kobe, young Shaq was able to get it together. Uh, they started off the 2000s with a three-peat. Yeah, that was the and, first one since uh, Jordan's three-peat. Yep. But, shit, man, Shaq, man, let me tell y'all something, bro. Kobe was coming into his own... But Shaq, you couldn't fuck with Shaq, bro. Shaq, man, it was a got, hack back then, man. They had on, on all the smoke. They had Kmart on there talking to the boys, and he said that picture where Shaq dunked on the whole five, the whole lineup of the Nets. He said that's the most iconic picture he ever seen. Like Shaq, you couldn't do shit with Shaq. Shaq was so strong and fast, it it was ridiculous, bro. Like they would try to right. double team Shaq. Like, the only people, the only team in the West that had a chance of beating them boys was the Sacramento Queens, as they used to call them, because they was rivals Oof. and the goddamn Trailblazers, you know. And had Big Shot Rob not hit that three, had, not, had they not hit the ball to Big Shot Rob, maybe the fucking Trailblazers would have went to the finals. But we don't know, because that shit ain't happened like that. So, 
That was that was the King series, you mean? Oh yeah, you know what? I'm 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 sorry. That yeah, yeah, that was the King, King. series. You're right, cause they yeah, cause they they demolished uh, Scottie Pippen and them with the Trailblazers. You're right, you're right, you're correct. But yeah, Shaq Shaq and Kobe was like pick your poison. That's how it was. Everybody else, I mean, and and you know what? I'm not gonna knock. I, I want to say this too, cause cause I think Angry know what, where I'm about to go with this. But uh, with that Lakers team. Like the person that didn't that, that looked like he didn't belong was Rick Fox. You got Rick Fox out here with this curly hair. You want me over pretty 